haven't heard the whole story or where we're at. So we'll just, each lesson is of itself, but that way you kind of know what's taking place. Let me grab my bottle of water. In uh, Genesis, uh, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. He was put in a pit. He was sold to Potiphar. He got thrown into prison, and that's where we're at now. Joseph in prison. Genesis chapter number 40, we'll start there. Joseph is in prison. He's in need of help. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going through his mind. He was wrongly accused. Uh, the lady who threw him into jail, Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, wrongly accused him. He was not doing anything wrong. He did not deserve to be thrown in jail, and he did nothing to deserve to be in that place. But there he goes. He got thrown into jail, and uh, God gives him an opportunity to serve. And we'll see here a couple different things in Genesis chapter number 40. Genesis 40, and in verse <clears throat> number 5 is where we will start reading, but he's already in jail. He's captain of the guard. He's in charge of all those He's in charge of the captain. He's in charge of the guards. He's in charge of the jail. Uh, he's in charge of making sure that everyone gets taken care of. So all of a sudden, here came two men get thrown into jail with, with, um, with Joseph. Genesis forty and verse number five. Bible says, and they dreamed a dream, both of them. Well, who's who's both of them? Who's both of them? Verse number two. The Bible says, and Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers the chief of the butlers, and the chief of the bakers. And he threw them into jail. So these two men are in jail with, with Joseph, and they have a dream. They both have dreams. And the Bible says in verse 5, we'll continue to read, each man according to the interpretation of the dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in prison, and Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. He went in to check on them because... That's what he was to do. He was in charge of the prisoners, so he was to go in and to go out and make sure they had food, make sure they had water, make sure they were taken care of for the most part. And so he goes in unto them and sees that they're sad. And verse number, and verse number seven, the Bible says, and he asked Pharaoh, Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, wherefore look ye so sadly today? Joseph said, why are you looking so sad? You ought not to look sad. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on you don't need to be sad about. And they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me, I pray you. So there they are. They have this dream. They don't know what's going on. They're sad because they don't know how anybody to interpret this dream. Well, Joseph tells them, he says, hey, do not interpretations belong to God. These interpretations of the dream, they belong to Almighty God. So tell me the dream so that I might interpret them for you. In verse number nine, the Bible says, And the chief butler told him his dream to Joseph and said unto him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine there were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, and I pressed it into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. And he begins to tell him the interpretation of the dream. But I want you to see here, uh, we're not going to get to the interpretation tonight. I just want to look at the outlook of Joseph. I want you to look at 
what Joseph's outlook is like in prison. Now, what do you mean the outlook? What did he, what was his, what did he, how did he look at the situation in which he was in? I want you to imagine there with me, grab yourself, you've been sold, you've worked as a slave for Potiphar, you've been thrown, you've been accused of something you did not do, you were thrown into prison, what's your outlook? My outlook is, man, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get back at these guys because they've done something to me, right? Is that not kind of your attitude? I, maybe, maybe you're more righteous than me and you would be like, no, I would never get even. I would never want to get back. But here they are. Uh, he's in jail because of Potiphar, because of a woman who lied against him. But he, his outlook was to still have passion. A, he still had a passion to serve the Lord. In verse number 12, look in verse 12. The Bible says, And Joseph said unto thee, This is the interpretation of it. So what did he do? He looked at this dream and saw an opportunity to serve. He looked at this, uh, this dream as an opportunity to still serve God. Now, would, would you not agree that, that Joseph... Uh, was in a position where more that, that uh, if a lot of us were in that same position, our passion to serve, even just our willingness to serve God, would be gone. Now, what drive did Joseph have to serve God? He was in jail. Now, watch, he was, we don't know exactly how long, but we know that he was, he was sold into slavery and from the time he was sold as a slave until he got out of prison, there was a 13-year gap. I don't know how long he worked for Potiphar. I'm not for sure how long he spent in jail. But I do know there were 13 years from the time that he was a slave to the time that he got out of jail. So think about his willingness to serve in spite of what was going on. What would give him a drive to serve God? What would give him a drive to want to do right? What was there? What was going to make Joseph do right? <coughs> he was in jail for the foreseeable future. He, he, he didn't know if he was going to get out. He didn't know what was going to change. Here's three aspects of Joseph's life. Look, and you don't have to turn there if you want to. You're welcome to. Genesis chapter 37, or it is on the outline. 37 verse number 13. The Bible says, and Israel said unto Joseph, now Israel was Jacob. Jacob was Joseph's father. Genesis chapter 37 tells us the story when Joseph was to go take care of his brothers. His brothers that did not like him, his brothers that hated him, his brothers that despised him, his brothers that envied him, the Bible says. The Bible says in verse number 13, do, do not thyself feed the flock, do not thy brother feed the flock in Shechem. Come, and I'll send thee unto them. And he said, here am I. What does that mean? Do you know what he said to his dad? All right, here am I. I'll go. What? He knew his brothers hated him. He knew his brothers despised him. He knew his brothers didn't like his coat. He knew that his brothers didn't. But he said, here am I. I'll go. When he's in prison, 
and he's at the bottom of the barrel when he doesn't even know if he'll make it till tomorrow. He doesn't know when the next food is coming. I mean, sure, they're regular, but they might cut it off tomorrow. But he is willing to serve. And God says, here's two men who's had dreams. Joseph stands up and says, okay, I'll tell you what that dream means. <coughs> Would not many of us be in that same situation? Now, forget it. I don't care. Who cares? I'm in this situation. I'm in the bottom of the pit. I'm in the bottom of prison. I am not interpreting nothing for nobody. Because <coughs> you say, you say, why do you say that, preacher? Why do you say that, Brother Trenton? This. Because number one, his own dreams, watch, his own dreams had seen little fulfillment. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean this. Joseph had interpreted his own dream to his brothers. And his own dream was that his brothers would bow down to him. His own dream was that he was going to be in charge. His own dream was that. And that hadn't taken place. <coughs> that hadn't that hadn't come to come to pass. And here he is in this text. These guys have a dream, and he says, Well, I can interpret. I, I, I can tell you what that means. What makes Joseph think that he knows what that means when his dream hasn't come true yet? <coughs> I'll tell you how he knew. Because of God. Because he knew that what he was doing was he was following God. See, when you serve God, Do it for him. Not do it for a pat on the back. Not do it for someone else's fulfillment. And then also this. You know, here's what happens in a lot of people's life. Some people refuse to do service because of the lower, because of, because of low or little res results. Many people will not serve God because, oh, they didn't see a result today. They didn't see something happen. See, what happens is results don't always come immediately. Sometimes we want results. I want results immediately. But sometimes God's results don't come for years down the road. And here is Joseph. He has been in prison. He's interpreted his own dream that I'm gonna take, I'm gonna be in charge. My brothers will bow down to me. And here he is, he's interpreting the dream again. But see, some people would take that, well, God hasn't seen, God hasn't uh, done with my dream. God hasn't, God hasn't fulfilled my dream. So why am I going to, why, why am I going to uh, interpret this guy's dream? Because God hasn't done anything for me. That's how we serve God. We serve God with expectations, with results. Where, where are the results? Where are they at? Where, where's all of it coming from? You see, Joseph served God not for results. He served God because that's what he wanted to do. Because he loved God. And Christian, we need to serve God not for results, but to please God. See, his own dreams. What else? Number one is his own dreams. Or <coughs> he had seen little to no fulfillment. Number two, his previous service had been refused and resulted and resulted in an un
fair treatment. You say, what do you mean? The last time he spoke up, the last time he stood up and said, hey, 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 listen here, uh, I, I'll tell you about my dream. What took place when Joseph stood up and said, let me tell you about my dream? They threw him in, they, they, got, they got rid of their brother. They got rid of their brother. They got rid of him. So think about that for just a moment. See, what happens is some of us serve and we don't get the results that we think we ought to get, so we stop doing it. And then we serve and uh, some people don't treat us the way that, they, that we ought to think, that, they, that we think they ought to treat us, so we stop serving. See, I'm not in this. I'm not serving God to, to get a pat on the back, to make sure that I please someone else. See, Joseph was serving God because he wanted to please God. Joseph was serving God so that he would make sure that God was right. And he wasn't worried and he wasn't concerned about what was going on with his brothers. He wasn't concerned about the results of that his brother were going to crucify or that his brothers were going to throw him in a pit. He wasn't concerned that if he told the truth about the dream, God would take care of the rest. And when we do what we're supposed to do, God will take care of the rest. See, I'll tell you what happens is a lot of people serve and they feel like they've been slighted or they feel like they've been they feel like they've been mistreated and they feel like they've had no people not show them the right kind of respect and so guess what they don't do anymore? Don't serve. <coughs> well, the preacher didn't pat me on the back. <coughs> ah. I don't have the virus, I promise. I pray I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, that is terrible. Allergies. I'm sorry. <coughs> a lot of people serve God. They get upset because someone has treated them wrong or someone has slighted them or someone has not showed them the type of respect that they think they ought to get. But here is Joseph who had been slighted, who had been treated with no respect, who had been thrown into jail and thrown into prison and thrown into a pit and served as a slave. And yet he said, I'm still going to serve God. <coughs> His own dream, his own fulfillment. His own dream had little to no fulfillment. His previous time of serving was uh, was re refused or resulted in an un unfair treatment. Number three, and we'll move on. Number three, his present place. <coughs> Where was Joseph at? <coughs> Joseph was in prison. Who would notice if he served? Who would notice if he did right? Who would notice if Joseph didn't get up in the morning and pray? Who would notice if Joseph didn't get up and read his Bible? Who would notice if Joseph didn't get on his knees and pray in his own cell? Not one person would notice if he didn't serve God. Not one person would notice if he wasn't doing right. See, Joseph, he was in a lowly place. And see, what happens is, a lot of times Christians don't want to serve God in the lowly place. You say, what do you mean in the lowly place? I remember not too long ago, I remember having someone come, want to join the church, get involved. But I remember the statement see, he, this guy made. He said this, he said, but I don't want to preach at no nursing home. 
I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Do you know why? Uh, if someone would have that type of an attitude, they don't want a place in the lowly place. But sometimes God places us in the lowly place before He'll put us in that top position. Joseph was in a lowly place. No one could care. People could care less whether he lived or died. I mean, they could care less about him. But there he was, doing right, living right, being right, and serving God in the lowly place. You say, what does that have to do with me? I'll tell you what it has to do with you. Every job of this church is important. You say it's it's a lowly place job. Well, honestly, cleaning toilets is the lowly place job. Hmm? Uh, You say, well, that's not important. But every job is important. Well, vacuuming the floor is not an important job. It's an important job. Every place, every spot, every, every position in this church where people serve is an important spot. Even if you feel like it's the lowly spot. Well, no one will notice. That's right. No one will notice. And see what the problem is. We want everyone to notice that. Hey, did you see what I just did? Hey, did you see what I just accomplished? Did you see who I, uh, did you see what I just did? That's, we want, we want that. (coughs) Rather than the lowly job. The lowly job. But see, Joseph was, was faithful in the lowly job. He was faithful in his present place. He, was, he had passion to serve God in the lowly place. He had passion to serve God in the lowly place. And then number two. Number two. Or letter B. He had patience to serve. You say, what do you mean patience to serve? I want you to think about this for just a moment. Genesis chapter number 40 and verse number 14, the Bible says, Think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me unto this house. Okay? So what does that verse have to do with patience? You say, I'm going to tell you, we're going to get there, okay? This verse has to do with patience because Joseph interpreted that dream. He interpreted that dream. Okay, so there he is. He's interpreted that dream for the baker, for the butler. Chapter 41. Chapter 40. 40. And verse 23. The Bible says, watch, and yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but he forgot him. What did that mean? What does that mean? That means Joseph told The butler and the baker, remember me when you get on the other side. Remember that I told you uh, the interpretation of your dream. Remember that when it's over and uh, let somebody else know. But the butler (coughs) did not remember. The butler did not remember and he forgot him. So what took place? Joseph was stuck in prison longer. Chapter 41 and verse number 1. And it came to pass at the end of two Full years. <coughs> Joseph was in prison for two, two more years. Two more years he served God. 
Two more years he served as the, as the keeper of the prison. Two more years. Two more years he served. <coughs> Two years. He was patient to serve. He was patient and willing to wait. He spent 13 years as a slave slash prisoner, 13 years waiting for God to answer his fulfillment or answer the dream, fulfill the dream. He waited 13 years. <coughs> That's a long time to wait. Would you agree? That's a long time to wait. It's a long time to wait. To wait 13 years. 13 years for God to work. 13 years for God to answer his dream. 13 years for God to fulfill the dream. 13 years for that to take place. See, what happens is God doesn't work on our timetable. God works on His timetable. God works when He wants to work. And you say, well, I want it done now. We live in a fast society. We want things done now. We want things done yesterday. That's how we want things. We don't want to wait. We want things done now. But I'm telling you, God doesn't work like that. Waiting... Waiting is a common instrument that God uses in the Bible. Joseph waited for years to be where he was at. Abraham and Sarah waited <coughs> till they were too old to have children and God blessed them with a child. Moses spent 80 years before he became the leader of Israel. Elijah spent three years before he ended up on the top of Mount Carmel. Paul Paul got saved in Acts chapter number 9 and 7 or 8 years later before Paul got used the way that God wanted him to. Paul then spent 2 years in prison waiting on Felix and Festus because of patience and patience of Joseph and patience of Moses and patience of Abraham and patience of Paul and patience of Elisha. God used them greatly because of patience. You said, I don't understand what's going on. Neither do I. But just wait on God. <coughs> Be still and know that I am God. A lack of patience to serve God causes a lot of people not serving God. I believe lack of patience to serve God is a big reason why some never serve God as they ought to. I know this to be true. I've seen it happen. I've seen young people go off to Bible college to serve God, to be in full-time ministry. And because they won't be patient and they won't wait on God's mate, they end up messing up and marrying someone in whom God did not intend for them to marry because they will not be patient and wait on God because God does not work the way that you and I think that He ought to. God, is, God works on His timetable and sometimes we've got to be patient and wait on God. 
I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have one, I, one more thing to say that I'm going to have to stop. Unless, now watch, unless we have passion for the lowly services and patient for the lofty services, we will not do the former and we will not do the latter. You have to have passion for the lowly services and still yet have patience for the lofty services. Because God would have never taken Joseph from prison to right beside the pot of right beside Pharaoh if he wouldn't have been patient. You and I, we need to be patient and waiting on God. As I said before, as I said in just a few moments ago, God's time is not the same as our time. We need to be patient, waiting on God. What caused Joseph to go to the top? Because he was patient. But his passion for Jesus Christ never stopped. Because when he got out of jail, when he went from the prison right beside Pharaoh, guess what happened? Guess what just took place? Guess what took place? Pharaoh put him at second in charge because he was patient and because he's, he still had passion for God. So I ask you this. I'm going to close. I'm going to be done. I'll shut up. Do you still have passion for God? Do you have patience? I don't understand what's going on in my life right now. Neither do I. Do you have patience to wait on God? I don't understand what's going on right now. I ain't going to wait. I'm going to do my own thing. When you start doing your own thing, you get into trouble. So let's pray. Examine your heart. Examine where you're at. God, I love you. Thank you so much for allowing us to to meet together tonight. Many folks got on and watched. I thank you for that. I pray that you would, you've used me in spite of me. I pray that each and every one of us would be like Joseph and be patient. Be like Joseph and have passion and serve you with all we have. Thank you. Thank you, God. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Look forward to seeing you all Sunday. Easter service, we'll uh, be looking up, looking for updates on that, but I look forward to seeing you. I can see the screen, so I can see if you're watching, and thank you so much for commenting, and thank you for watching tonight, and uh, God bless y'all, and uh, have passion for Christ. Have passion for the Lord, and uh, make sure that you have patience waiting on God. See y'all later.